0: Welcome to the Drama-Free Living Podcast. It's Dennis and Lisa McEntee. We're back again. And Lisa, we moved the home studio or we moved the recording studio. Where are we currently now?
1: We are looking over beautiful Lake Michigan and it is gorgeous and crazy windy and there are like white caps all over the place.
0: It's really fun. We've been, um, today I keynoteed at the uh, Michigan Nursing Summit and it was just a fantastic meeting and got to meet a bunch of People that are making a tremendous difference in the world. And so it's just great to be here. So Lisa, today we want to kind of cover um, this whole idea of cost versus investment. Mm-hmm. And so really this whole, this whole idea kind of came to me a little bit. You know, we there's a particular client that we've that we've worked with. And actually the CEO made this mention that, you know, his employees were just useful tools. Right. And I thought, huh, that's a very interesting mindset.
1: I know, I know, isn't it? And you know what? I there's just I just, you know, kind of was digging around a little bit and I found this interesting concept. Um, and can I just read a little bit here yeah, for a yeah, second? Do, it, do it, okay. I love it. this came from Investopedia? Okay. Um, it says the vast majority of us work for somebody else and we rely on our employers to provide a paycheck in exchange for our services. To us, our employers are assets providing the single largest source of income most of us will ever have. Hmm. To our employers, we are a liability. Oh, wow. The costs associated with employees are by far the largest expense for most public corporations. In addition to salaries, there are taxes, healthcare benefits, liability insurance, real estate costs, furniture supplies, 401ks, and pension costs. To complicate matters, a significant, a significant number of employees are also shareholders. Hmm. And so that's really interesting. And the, the thing about it is, is the employer has an obligation to its investors to help make money. Yeah. And, you know, so depending on your person, I mean, there's just, there's so much
0: to this. It, it really is, Lisa. And, and you think about it, if, if a team member is a cost, then what do I want to do with costs? Right. You know, I want to cut it. I want to like manage the cost. I want to make sure it doesn't go out of control or right. And and it's almost like it really kind of defines our, our management style or I don't even like the word management, maybe like leadership style, right? If yeah. you're if you're a cost to me, then I'm always always about how do I squeeze more, you know, or how do I you know, sort of cut. And I'm just gonna like the scarcity mindset a little bit.
1: Yeah. I mean, because if you're an employee, I mean, it's like you've got you've got a couple goals. I mean, you know, first one is obviously to remain employed. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yep. And the second one is to make as much money as possible. But you know, if you're an employer, you also have a couple goals, you know, and the first one is obviously to generate as much revenue as possible. And the second one is to reduce your expenses to the lowest amount. And so this is just such a conflict. I mean, it's almost, almost a conflict of
0: interest. (laughs) A little bit. It's kind of what creates the drama, right? A little bit. It's like, you know, because how people are led many times are not how they want to be led. And so I think especially as leaders and, and most of our listeners on the podcast are leaders, it's like we have really worked to kind of switch this mindset and look at team members as investments. Absolutely. Right. Because if it's an investment, like Lisa, if, if we have an investment, we have real estate and different assets that we we want them to grow in value. We want them to increase in value. And it's the same thing with with employees, right? If we look at them as investments, it changes completely how we lead them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. You know, basically, and at a cost, um, and expenses is really the, the the dispensing of time and money and resources, right? I yeah. mean, that's what a that's what a cost is, right? Well, in an investment, um, you know, it it really it comes with the expectation of a return while while an investment while it is an expenditure so it is right. a it is an expenditure it is an expense and it could be a time expense a money expense or a resource expense but you have this concept and this expectation of okay this expenditure is will have a return
0: it's going to give me a return yeah. it's almost listen it has really changed how we how we lead Mm-hmm. And really, like how we make decisions is because as we have team members, it's like, okay, how do I maximize this? How do I get the best return on this investment? And yeah. almost like it, it, when you think about life that way, is we this is the conversation we have our with our team members a lot of times is that there's there's thousands of things that we can spend our energy on, mm-hmm. right? And there's thousands of I mean, I have a new idea every other hour, mm-hmm. right? And most of them aren't the best ideas.
1: No, I wouldn't say that. <laughs> I think a lot of them are fantastic ideas. It's just figuring out which idea is. For the now,
0: yeah, and, and it's almost like if we're not careful, it's like you can expend energy and not really get the best return on that investment of energy.
1: Right, and you know the very interesting thing is, is it when you look at things, or as people, as employees, um, as relationship, as an expense or a cost, you're really looking at is a short term. You're really, your perspective is very much short term. And and it's only a consideration within that timeframe of what your short term is. But if you're looking at something as an investment, it is very future building. And it's mo- more likely when you look at something as building for the future. It's more likely to build a higher yield and to to build a higher return.
0: Well, and you really make better decisions, right? You make these future focused decisions that you know maybe in the now aren't like maybe the easiest or maybe the most convenient, right? Because if you're scarcity mindset, you're going to make you know convenient decisions that maybe don't have the best long-term return Mm -hmm. for you. Maybe they're easier or you're, you know, it's caused, it's kind of what's caused me to step into hard things when I realize, okay, it's an investment. And so we're going to do some hard things right now to make it easier down the road.
1: Yeah. Can you kind of give an idea maybe in the workplace of some of these decisions that are harder, that are hard in the short term, but in the long-term are kind of just really you know, yield a a return.
0: Well, we can quickly make like say like a um a, a quick product, right? And we can do it really quick and sell it for ten dollars, right? Mm-hmm. And I can have a team member just jump on it really quick because oh my gosh, we just got to create this revenue and kind of get this you know ball rolling. Or we can step back and say, hey, this is going to take us a month to create something of real quality. And, but we're going to have to put a lot of time, we're going to put a lot of energy into it and a lot of
1: man hours, a lot of
0: man hours. And we're, we're going to sell it for a higher price tag because of the value is greater. Mm-hmm. But in the end, this is what's going to build. This product will be here forever and ever. It's almost like having this mindset that, you know, we only want to do things that really have like a long term, almost 25 year focus. Like, is this still going to be a good idea 25 years from now?
1: You know, and that really, that reminds me of kind of a question that I've put toward, you know, that you and I have talked about whenever we've come up to a situation an obstacle an opportunity, or when we've talked to our kids or, you know, when something happens and then, and then the question that, you know, I, I always ask, or this is the question that goes through my mind is, is this going to matter five years from now? Is this going to matter 10 years from now? Is it going to matter a year from now? And is it worth my, energy to put forth, or is this something that, you know, isn't going to matter?
0: You know, and I typically hate that question because like, I want to deal with it right now. Like I want a quick fix. And, you know, in some things, you know, there, there are some obstacles and some and opportunities that there aren't quick fixes for. Mm-hmm. And when you have a long-term approach, it helps you make those better decisions. And that's really what this investment mindset, you can have a, a cost mindset, or you can have an investment mindset. And then you think about this, Lisa, Is like, when you look at an investment mindset, everything you have is an asset to be invested, mm-hmm. right? I have time. I have energy right? I have team members, I have ideas. It's like everything that I have is really this, an asset that I can choose to invest and almost like, where do I invest? And then how do I get the return on that investment? It is this one question kind of really changes how you make decisions, changes how you lead. It changes how you work with people. And you know, it, it, it really almost frames everything
1: yeah that's really fascinating and i know if as as an employee you also have these these ideas and these thoughts i mean you know it's it's just very interesting um the bureau of labor statistics you know according to them they said that baby boomers were likely to hold 12.3 jobs before reaching the age of 52 12.3
0: wow yeah well, and it's almost like, why do you think that is? Maybe part of it is because they're treated as maybe useful tools or they're treated as just, you know, something that's a, that's a cost. Right. Right. And people feel that, mm-hmm. you know, if you, if you feel like your team members are a cost, gosh, I, I get it why you couldn't build like a high trust team. Right. Cause I don't want to be considered a cost e- even with our clients right, right. I, I i like to be looked at as an investment hey we're going to invest in this training and this is the return that we need from it in fact that's the question we always ask before we ever enter into any contract doing any training is we want to know what the return on, what what is your return what is the return that you want because when i know the return on that investment i'm going to co-create and help you get that return whatever that return is for you
1: you know and that's really interesting because Ultimately, we we each want to be valued. I mean, I want to be valued for what I bring to the table. I know you want to be valued for what you bring to the table, and whether you are a, a CEO or you know, um, just and whatever your position, you know, a middle manager, or if, even if you have an entry level position in your company, ultimately we want to be valued. And oftentimes, as employers, we think well, their paycheck is their value or their salary. Well, that is communicating their value. I pay them this much money because that's how much worth they bring to the table and that is their value. But, but we all need to, feel like a little bit more than just, we're just bringing home a paycheck, but because we are human beings and we have feelings and we have desires, you know, it's the whole GPS fame, framework, yeah. the goals, the passions and the struggles. And and we all have those and and we need to feel like we're not just doing this alone, but we are validated. We are valued for what we bring to the table, even if what I bring to the table isn't at the same level that the CEO does. Maybe my pay is not as high as the CEO, but I want to be valued for what I bring to the table.
0: Well, and and what's encouraging with this whole mindset a little bit is that the sky becomes the limit, Mm -hmm. right? Because if I can create the value for somebody, then the return will be there. Yes, And it really becomes this self-directed mindset where you don't wait for value to be created. It's like you go out first and you create the value and then get a return on that instead of almost like waiting for it, waiting for it to happen is sort of like uh, an idea for, you know, a self-directed team member. But then also as leaders, I think we have to step back and go, okay, what, what do I need to do? to get the return on this investment. And a little bit, Lisa, it's taken the comp picture to like a different level for us because, Mm -hmm. you know, we've had conversations, you know, where it's like, Hey, I I, I don't want to like stop your salary. It's like, I want you to make as, you know, as much money as you want to make. It's like, if you want to make this number, then here's the return that we need to see on that number. But I'm all for that number. Right. If I see the return, right. And it almost becomes this whole idea, I mean, I mean, we've had this conversation with, um, with some of our roundtable members, right, as they're hiring, you know, maybe executive assistants and people to come alongside of them where, you know, they have sort of this idea that they're going to do it all themselves, right? And then we sit down and go, well, okay, if, you know, you free up 20 hours of your week by hiring somebody and say you pay them, you know, A $1,000 a week or something, right? And they free up like, you know, 20 hours. Well, if you take those 20 hours throughout the year, how much more revenue could you produce? And we've had even people tell us like, well, I could produce a million dollars more of value. And I say, well, wait a minute, let me get this right. You're you're not willing to invest $52,000 for this team member so that you can go produce an extra million dollars. I mean, Lisa, I'll do that trade all day long. Like right. I, I'm looking for something. That's an incredible yield. Right. That, right. And it's almost like, but it changes because often we say, well, I'm not going to pay for that or I would never pay that for that. Well, let's step back for a minute, right? If, if the return, if I can get the return, and, and I think as leaders, we have to step back in our team members and go, okay, what do I need to do to get the return? Right. And be very proactive instead of waiting on it. It's like, hey, you have these team members. How do you get the best return on that investment?
1: Yeah, that is that is absolutely fascinating because you know when it comes down to it truly we are responsible to our shareholders. Yep. And numbers numbers is a real thing. And we need to keep those things in mind. But when you consider that sometimes we're not sometimes we're not ready to release. Sometimes hmm. we don't want to spend the money to make the money in your, like in your instance, you know, bringing somebody, paying them $52,000 a year, you know, what does that free up? Because typically CEOs, COOs, CSOs, I mean, they are paid at a higher level because they're valued for their strategy, because they're valued for their creative mind and their ability to make decisions. And so if you can create more jobs within your company by bringing on employees that could take some of the weight off of you to free you up to be able to um, advance your the company and the decisions, then it's absolutely an incredible yield.
0: Well, Lisa, okay, so let's let's even like, take a step back. Okay. And, you know, not just talk about team members, but let's think about other assets that people have. Mm -hmm. Right. So for example, you know, we, we spent yesterday, we took a free day yesterday while we were traveling up here in uh, Traverse city, Michigan, you know, went to the lighthouse, went to visit some wineries and, and literally like I did before we left, I, I thought, okay, we're going to invest a free day. What's the return that I need we're not gonna work, you know, we're gonna take some free time. What is what's the return on that investment? Right. Because I only have so much time, only so many days, I only really have so much energy. So what's the return on the investment of that day? And it really and it really kind of helped set the agenda for the day, right? I knew you and I needed to connect, you know, on an emotional level, you know, we needed to have some deep conversation and kind of walk away, also feeling physically rejuvenated. Right. Right, and just mentally rejuvenated. And it kind of set the guidelines for that day when I decided this is my return on this investment of a day.
1: Yes, absolutely. And then different, different, different free days, different opportunities, different um, engagements. They all have they all have a different return. And I think in order to determine what kind of yield on your investment you're going to have you have to determine what the needs are what the opportunities are for that particular investment whether it's your investment of your employees of your time your resources your money even in a, even your creativity
0: yeah absolutely because it's like i think the the key almost the key resource you know after team members is really like a leader's own personal energy mm-hmm. and it's not even like your time right because even for me lisa like like you know that it doesn't take me a long time to get stuff done when I'm doing it. It but it does take me a long time to get ready to get stuff done. Absolutely. Right? Like once I'm doing it it's like I do it very very fast. But man it could take me sometimes like 6 hours to get ready and then about an hour to do 8 hours worth of work. And so almost like stepping back and realize okay there's an energy management that also cuz that's a resource, right? You won't you only have, you know, so much energy. And almost the idea of, of like doing hard things when you're fresh and Right. And, you know, even different times of the day are different investments. And I think it's just really like really helped me kind of frame my life over the last couple of years when I look at things as more of an investment, not a cost.
1: So can you kind of give some examples of how someone can pivot from living life, whether it's in the workplace or in your personal life or in your relationships? How can you pivot from living with a cost mindset to an investment a yield mindset
0: well i think you want to step back and ask yourself some of these questions it's like you know what's the outcome right what's what's the outcome i want for today what's the outcome i want from this event right it's like you know what's the result that i that i want for this for this team member right? This is their job. What's the result that, that we're shooting for? And almost make it very re- results-focused, not activity-focused. Because I think good. if we're not careful, we kind of get into activity focus, which really tends to be a scarcity mindset and really has kind of led me into some of the control issues that I've been really you know, working to get out of, mm-hmm. right? Because a lot of my control issues actually even exacerbate some of the drama at times. And so really having more of a results mindset than an activity-focused mindset.
1: That's really good.
0: And so, you know, I I think before you, you know, spend time, either like before you spend time for a day or an event, it's like, okay, what's the outcome for today? Right. And really getting very clear on that because it's almost like once it becomes clear in your brain, it's like almost your brain goes to work on what it believes is possible. And once you create that clarity in your mind, it's almost like your brain just starts to go to work on it.
1: Hmm. That's really good. That's really good.
0: And almost goes back to that frustration reducer, right? It's like once you get clarity with what I want, your brain just knows what to do
1: right. Okay. so what if, okay, I'm sitting here and I'm listening to this podcast and I'm thinking, oh, shoot, I totally have a cost mindset with my team and with my employees. And I am burning through them. And I do not see them as investments. They're just they're expendable resources what do I do? And how do I, how do I begin to fix that?
0: Well, and then you wonder like, what? let's just like kind of talk through this whole idea of retention, which we've done plenty of episodes on, on retention, which is a huge buzzword right now, but right. If you're, if you feel like you're a cost, you're not going to stick around. Right. Right. Everybody wants to be invested in. I want to be invested in. Right. So I think that's
1: why we, we leave relationships.
0: Absolutely. We leave
1: relationships because we feel like we're a cost and we're not being invested in, whether it's family relationships, marriages, um, employee-employer relationships, even even charitable organizations and volunteer organizations that we're involved in. When we stop feeling like we're um, being invested in or when we stop feeling like we're investing and making a difference, we choose to leave.
0: Well, and it's almost like, I mean, you want to go where you're celebrated, not just where you're tolerated. Mm -hmm. And how many people are just tolerated in the workplace? They're not necessarily celebrated. Mm -hmm. And working to celebrate people, we do things like the GPS, right? Right. So using the GPS coaching tool Mm -hmm. to really get through like, what are some of people's, their own personal drivers, but then getting very clear on the outcomes that we need from that position, but then also co-creating that, right? With that team member and enrolling them, you know, in the goal. Right. Right. Because it's almost impossible. Wait a minute.
1: Say that again.
0: Well, you want want to co-create with that team member and roll them in the goal.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Right. It's like, because nobody likes their goal to be told to them. Right. Right. It's like, hey, let's, let's look out and go, you know, what do you see? This is what I see. And really getting clarity on the outcome and then making it just about the outcome and almost allowing people the freedom of the how. Right. Allowing people the freedom of the activity as much as you can as long as they get to the outcome because this really creates self-directed self-responsible people that in really like those are the kind of people that are investable yeah right it's like those are the kind of people that you want to invest in
1: you know i really liked what you had to say we want to co-create with our team members okay let's just think about it you hired that person yeah or or someone from within your team hired that person because you felt they had a level of intelligence that they had to be able to put toward this position and toward this job. And so recognizing I hired them because I saw a level of intelligence and skill and capability. So why don't we, let's, let's empower them to function in this intelligence that we could see and this capability that we could see and allow them to co-create together with us.
0: Well, Lisa, we, um, we just onboarded a, a new team member and I was fascinating as we were having the conversations bringing her on board was that I told us like, hey, listen, we're hiring you for your mind, not just your hands. It's like, I want your brain. Right, I just don't want you to act like a computer and just, you know, tick the boxes. You know, if you if you see something that can be improved or fixed or, you know, made different or made faster, more efficient, you know, better, easier, like I want your brain. It's like I'm hiring you for your brain, not not your hands. And how many times do do we want people to sort of like act like a computer? Mm-hmm. And you know, computers are not creative. I mean, they they will process information
1: they'll do whatever you tell them to do
0: right and and you can't compete with a computer right because they will keep processing information faster and faster and faster mm-hmm. and so we don't want to hire computer it's like we want to hire humans to create yeah, you know, and make experiences. And we want to hire computers to just do some of the process work. Right. And it's almost like sometimes when we look at it as a cost, it's almost like we look at people as machines or computers mm-hmm. and there's so much more. And we almost like don't get the value from them because of how we look at them. Right. So investment versus costly. Lisa, this has been, this has been fun. What for you, like, what, what are some of the like quick takeaways or ideas that you kind of came out of this conversation?
1: Um, you know, I think probably one of the things that really struck me is that when we bring on new people, new team members, right. part of the team, we brought them on because we saw a value in them. Yep. and that's and that's why we chose them over all of the other applicants, right. And so just being able to embrace that and release um, some control and and co-create with them and and let them know that we value them, we value the level of intelligence that they come into this position with, and that we want to do it together. that it's not me running and me dragging you along. but yeah. I see I see value in you as a human being. And so let's do this together.
0: Yeah, I I think for me, we didn't really talk about this, but as we're kind of talking through this whole idea, I'm just reminded that, you know, as a leader, my job is to tell people the what and the why Mm -hmm. and really to let them run with the how. Yes. Let them run with the how. And, you know, I just have to be very clear on, Hey, this is, this is what we want as an organization. And this is why it's really important. And a little bit after that, just, just get out of the way. And, you know, I think at times I've wanted like progress reports when it's like, really, why do I even want this progress report? Mm-hmm. Right. Because they're, they're creating the outcomes.
1: Yeah.
0: Right. And if, and then they're, they're not just like a, a useful tool, they're valuable human beings.
1: Right. Right. Cause nobody wants to feel like they're micromanaged.
0: Well, nobody even likes to be managed. Right. I mean, you did no nobody ever wakes up and says, oh my gosh, I hope right. I get managed today. I, wait to be I managed. oh my, I love to be managed. Just yes, please. Like, you know, manage me. I love it. No, I've never met anybody like that. Everybody wants to be led, but really nobody likes to be managed. So, Lisa, I think this has been fun today. Cost versus investment. We're going to encourage you—you know—have an investment mindset with every asset and resource that you have, and you're going to notice a change and a difference in your life instead of just having that scarcity cost mindset.
1: Absolutely, and you know, we've talked a lot about in within the workplace and a little bit about within relationships, but don't forget your health and your wellness.
0: That's this, an asset because too, because
1: that is an asset. And if you aren't healthy and well, then you know you could not going to be effective. You're not going to be able to even run your team well, because you're not going to feel well and you're not going to emo- mentally and emotionally be well. So you know, go through and just evaluate all the different areas of your life, your team, your personal life, your relationships, and, and kind of look at it and decide: Am I? I do I have a cost mindset? Is this an expenditure with no with no return, or is this an investment that I'm looking for in the future, long term?
0: Awesome, Lisa. This has been fun. Listen, we want to encourage you to share this with with somebody. Just hit share there on your podcast app, and you can share it along with some friends, and that would just really bless us and help us. And we just want to continue to help reach more more people. So.
1: And I think it'll really help those friends. I mean, you have somebody that comes to mind, and you're like, oh man, they really need to listen to it there is so much good information out there. And when I see something that I, and I, somebody comes to mind, I'm like, oh, they would really, this would really benefit them. So go be a blessing, send this on to someone that you think about, because somebody needs to hear this.
0: Awesome. Listen, we'll see you next time on the Drama for Living Podcast.